Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight fire for Monday, April 5th. It's National Championship Monday, coming off a phenomenal Easter weekend. Not just personally, but obviously, Saturday night's Final Four was off the charts good. I mean, goodness gracious. Gonzaga, UCLA probably played one of the three best college basketball games I've ever seen. I did witness Duke versus Kentucky, the Leitner shot. I remember watching it in my basement with my buddy at the time. Uh, I, th- I forget what grade I was in, but his name's Brett Fox. All my high school friends listening to this know Brett. We were huge fans of basketball, and we played all the time, and we were watching that game, and it was just staggering when Leitner hit the shot. I was with family, uh, my kids, even my wife checked out the Jalen Suggs bank job. I mean, I rewound it like 17 times because I'm a nerd, but... I just I thought it was a great weekend because of that. Obviously, hope everybody had a, a great time Easter with their friends and family. And I just want to say, we took a brief pause on Easter because I had to record an interview yesterday with Jay Billis, uh, just a phenomenal analyst, pretty much uh, the de facto commissioner of college basketball, if you will. Nobody knows the sport better. He played. He was a star. He played at Duke. He's a lawyer. He's basically one of these analysts who calls it like he sees it. I've known him for a little over a decade, just a great guy, and he came on the podcast. He said some really interesting stuff about not only 
the Gonzaga-UCLA game, but tonight's game, I'm not going to give away his pick, but we're on opposite sides. And I will just say this. If you are into college basketball futures, looking toward next year, hello, gamblers. He said something fascinating, and I had to go research it. So then I did research it later on Sunday, and I came up with this. And Fran Fraschilla touched on it on this pod a couple weeks ago, is the transfer market exploding and starting to become bigger than one and done. I did not know this, but transfers usually don't play a part in the Final Four. And in the last five years, that has changed. So in 2016, there were only two starters in the Final Four who were transfers. 2018, that number went to five. This year, eight starters in the Final Four were transfers. There are four in tonight's game. Baylor has three of them. Gonzaga has Nemhard, the kid from Florida. But transfers are the way to go right now because you don't know what you're getting with some of these high school kids who have been gassed up through AAU. And obviously, there's really good players in high school. But what would you rather have? An 18, 19-year-old with a bit of a learning curve or a 21 or 22-year-old transfer who has played college basketball, scored at a high level, defended at a high level, and you know, again, it's like four years older than a high school kid. So transfers are the way to go. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, whoever gets high-impact transfers is going to help greatly their chances at the Final Four. Now, we talk about that with Billis. I'm not going to steal his thunder. I'm just going to put out one team right now to watch for next year. They landed two transfers already. Georgetown center transfers to Maryland. Rhode Island point guard transfers to Maryland. Both of these guys are double-digit scores. Then you look at the Terps. Their top three scores are back. This is a team beat UConn in the first round. I know they got annihilated in the second round. It doesn't matter. They're going to have basically five guys who are 21 or older. And when you get that kind of veteran play, you're going to see it translate on the court. And this is a Baylor team, folks. You're going to watch them tonight. Like Davion Mitchell, you're going to be like, wow, this guy's awesome. Where's he been? He's 22 years old. You know, that's why he's not being talked about as a high lottery picker, top 10, because he's 22. Now, Butler, who was Baylor's best player all season, he's only 20. Teams feel like, oh, Mitchell's 22 toying with college kids. Yeah, he's really good, but what's his upside? Is this the best he's going to be? Versus Butler, who's only 20, what's his upside like? So that's something to think about as you analyze the futures market once this game ends. Obviously, every sportsbook's racing to put up lines for next year. Maryland is a team you're going to want to watch. Now, the the transfer market's ridiculous. There's so many good talents out there. Not a lot of them have picked schools yet. We'll see how that pans out. Just one thing. In the Billis interview, listen to what he says about the best high school player in the country, Chet Holmgren, who is currently tearing up or tore up Minnesota high school basketball. Okay, Jalen Suggs tore up Minnesota high school basketball. He landed at Gonzaga. Is Chet Holmgren going to get out of Minnesota? And where would he land? Billis says he already knows. That stunned me. But you'll, you got to wait for the interview. Really quickly, I'll just give my... Two cents on the title game. I did bet Baylor. I did bet Baylor instantly as it came out. Got five. Um, significant play. And it's down to four and a half. So I feel kind of good about the side I'm on. That being said, I, I just, this Gonzaga team, it feels, and I know you're going to hear this. It's cheesy. It feels like destiny, does it not? I mean, a 35-foot shot at the buzzer to keep the uh, undefeated season alive. 
to beat UCLA. But then you really you looked at that game and you're like, is Gonzaga's defense that good? Or did UCLA just play out of its mind and didn't miss anything in the mid range? And I, I just I don't know how Baylor will match up with Timmy. He's num- the problem, the biggest problem. Baylor's two big guys in They're like rim runners, uh, nothing special. And I don't know how they match up with Kispert. They'll probably have to bring the kid with the uh, mullet off the bench. He's a prospect. He's a pro prospect. And conversely, I don't know who you put on uh, Mitchell and Butler. Like Jalen Suggs is a great defender, as we saw in that game. The phenomenal block. And then he recovered it and went down through the uh, the the great bounce pass. Like Jalen Suggs is a stud. Kid's incredible. But top five pick could be number one. I don't know. We'll have to sort that out this week. But I don't know who he guards. Does he guard Mitchell? Because then Teague will go for 22. Teague, by the way, a transfer. I mean, does he guard Butler? Then Mitchell will go off. So it, it's a difficult decision. I'm expecting a great game. I'm I'm, I'm took the points with Baylor. I have one pool. I'll finish fifth and win a little bit of money if Baylor beats Gonzaga. My guess is it's a one-point game. I think Gonzaga probably wins it, but I bet Baylor, and I do think there is some value of Baylor winning on the money line. Do you know what the come down is off a of Saturday night's win? Overtime. Four starters played over 40 minutes. They played the late game. And their, pro- their hearts were probably beating when they woke up in the morning. Like, you know, Baylor's probably at practice early in the morning. Uh, Gonzaga probably needed to just relax a little bit. Like, they come down off of winning a game of that magnitude. Seeing your name all over the internet. Having your phones blow up. Baylor didn't have to go through that. Every player on Gonzaga was getting reached out to by every friend they've ever had. That was the greatest game ever. You couldn't turn on the TV without seeing Gonzaga highlights. I... I Just think Baylor has the value here, so I bet them. Now let's hear what the great Jay Billis has to say about the Final Four. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. Let's welcome into Straight Fire, a legend in the college basketball world, played at Duke, was an assistant coach uh, during the Christian Leitner shot uh, against Kentucky, and now he's an ESPN analyst, Jay Billis. Jay Billis, how are you, man? Happy Easter. I'm, yeah, happy Easter, Jason. Good to, good to talk to you. I'm doing great. Yeah, I've known Jay for a long time. Uh, I interviewed him, geez, must have been like 12 years ago, him and Bill Raftery. I walked around at a Big East tournament following those two characters boy you guys are uh you guys are good buddies how, how is raftery doing by the way i talked to him last night about two in the morning after the game the ucla uh gonzaga game we just kind of talked about that and you know laughed and usually when raftery calls at two in the morning uh, he's probably up to, to no good but uh but we had a good time kind of just talk- we talked about we almost talked about for 20 minutes just about the game i mean it was a, a remarkable game and uh we we couldn't come down from it really yeah It was unbelievable. I I just want to start. I don't even know where to start. Like the game was incredible. UCLA put up an amazing fight. The finish, you know, a lot of, let's start with, uh, you know, Gonzaga electing not to call timeout. They had one timeout to spare. Were you a little surprised at that? Or take me through your thought process as Juzang scores the bucket. I was actually calling the game for uh, ESPN International, so I'm going to be a huge star in Sweden now, I guess. Um, <laughs> but when when the game, you know, when uh, when Juzang scored on that stick back and tied the game, uh, I I thought you shouldn't call a timeout. You know, there's plenty of time to get down, you know, three dribbles and get a shot up. Um, but it, it all depends on kind of can you get it in clean, things like that. And I think Mark Few after the game said it looked like, you know, he, he might call a timeout because of it. I think they were bobbling the ball around or something like that. But you're going to get a better shot, at least a better opportunity uh, when the defense isn't set mm-hmm. than if you call timeout because you, you get to set up some sort of play, but they get to set up their defense too. Yeah. And defense is, you know, it's so different now than it was. You mentioned Christian Leitner in 1992. Uh, everything's more sophisticated now. Certainly the offensive sets are more sophisticated. The players shoot half-court shots all the time now. They practice <laughs> them. So, it's, I, I mean, Gonzaga practices that every day. They, at the end of every practice, they shoot half-court shots. So they're they're used to that kind of thing. And, you know, back when I played, that's not something you did. Th- those were considered frivolous, you know, screwing around shots. And, uh, and I think 
I think this is right, Jason, that like right before Kentucky broke their huddle, the last thing that Rick Pitino said before they went on the floor before Leitner hit that shot was don't foul. And so when the ball was in the air, instead of going after the ball, um, you know, they were worried about about picking up a foul. And that, that's not the case anymore. Nobody's worried about that. They, that's a loose ball when it's in the air. Yeah. They, they, they basically say, go get it. Do you think it mattered that the game was tied? If they were, if Gonzaga was down one on the Juzang bucket, maybe then they call timeout because you, I mean, you could, you don't want to lose the game on a, on a forced half quarter. Uh, I, I don't know. That was just a thought I had. At, you know, tie game, hey, let it fly. Yeah, that's see that that's sort of the the idea. Theoretically, it should be the same that if you're going to get a better shot uh, when it's tied, you're going to get a better shot when you're down one. Mm. You know, what's the difference? Um, you know, the, the issue is what's the best shot that you can get? Uh, now, if you're if you're that concerned of, about it, um, yeah, then call the timeout. But but I think the same logic holds in the same theory. I, I had, I've had this discussion a lot with people in the college space uh, in the college game about, you know, fouling when you're up three. Um, you know, so you're up three, your opponent's got the ball. Do you allow them to get a shot up to tie it? And, and you'll have people say, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to let anybody have the, have the chance to time me. And I was like, well, why, why don't you foul then when you're up two, <laughs> so you can get the ball? Like what, why, what, that doesn't make any sense. Like if, if you, um, you know, if you're worried about losing, that's one thing, but, uh, but I think when you're worried about getting tied, it, it's okay to rely upon your defense. Like I'm, I'm fine. I think it's better to foul under five seconds, but I understand why, why some, yeah. Uh, programs want to rely on their defense. You know, Kansas's Bill Self doesn't foul in that situation, for example. Yeah, well, Mick Cronin against Alabama, up three, didn't foul, and the kid hits, you know, like a 28-footer to force overtime. I, I, you know, they UCLA had a charmed run, Jay, yeah, right? I mean, they, they got extremely lucky, but no luck uh, against Gonzaga. I thought that was one – That was they looked like an incredible team. People are like, how are they an 11 seed? Yeah, and and look, that was the best game they've played all year long, and I, I really believe that would have beaten any other team in the country except Gonzaga. That that's how good it was, and and the I think it was a day or two before the game, you know when you know how it is, you're being asked a thousand times on TV, you know what what what's your prediction, what do you see happening, and all that. Which of the two games has a better chance of an upset? And I thought the better chance to pull an upset was Houston. Yeah, and and so I had said, look, I'm not saying UCLA can't win. I actually said this. I'm not saying UCLA can't win, but they'd have to have a Villanova tie 85 type game. And they did. I mean, they actually played, they might've played for 40 minutes better in ways than Villanova did against Georgetown in 1985 um, because they, they went toe to toe up and down. Villanova slowed the game down uh, and shot 70% in the second half. But, but this was, this was as well played a game in that setting, it wasn't just the ending that was good. The entire game was great. And, uh, and I think it was the best game I've seen in person. Uh, I wasn't there in person, but the best guy game I've seen, like the high level game since, uh, since that Duke Kentucky game, yeah. uh, 92. So, yeah. You were you on the bench for that? You were an assistant coach at Duke. Yeah, I was a grad assistant then. So I, that was my third year as a grad assistant. So, yeah, I was sitting right there. I, yeah, I was the one behind the huddle saying, well, you know, what are we going to do? We're screwed. This is how you get a score here. <laughs> We're screwed. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's uh, everybody wants to compare the games. I do want to say about Gonzaga's defense. I know they're top 10 by all the metrics, but UCLA was – I mean, they were hitting mid-range shots all night. Like, uh, you know, looking ahead to the Gonzaga game uh, – Gonzaga-Baylor game – 
I didn't think Gonzaga's defense was particularly great last night. Well, I wouldn't. I, I don't know about that. I mean, they 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 made mistakes in fouling jump shooters. I'll, I'll yes. give you that. But they made a couple. Like uh, Jalen Suggs came off of Johnny Juzang when the ball on a uh, ball side post pass when it went into Cody Riley, and that that mm. you can't do that. So he made a mistake, then he made up for it right away. He came down, hit some unbelievable turnaround jumper, uh, pivoting in the lane. But you know, it certainly wasn't a perfect defensive effort. And they did they did make some errors, but uh, I think it was more high level offense. And honestly, Jason, like I I, I would use that as uh, as an example for the the rules committee. Like, look, we got to get away from all this, you know, giving charges away like it's Halloween candy and. <laughs> And, uh, you know, like slanted officiating toward the defense, like it's so much better to have a game where where, uh, you know, you do have some freedom of movement where guys can make shots and the game should be about scoring, not about who can bogart the other to the ground. And and look, did, did they miss some calls and was there, you know, physicality that I think they could have dealt with better in the in, in that game, perhaps. But 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 overall. Um, it was the kind of game you go, okay, this is the way you want to see a game, a game played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Baylor Houston game was pretty awful. I mean, it was over five minutes in, it felt never felt close. I am curious, uh, you know, when you look at Baylor Gonzaga, I just, you know, Baylor's got the great guards, but Jay, I, I don't, a, I don't know how they handle Timmy and B, I don't know that they have a good matchup for Kispert unless they go to the kid off the bench. Who, who's really good. But then they'll end up being a little smaller. What, what do you think? If it, what do you think Scott Drew's strategy is going to be here? Well, they switch a lot, so the initial matchups don't mean all that much. Um, okay. So, so I, I'm not as concerned about that. I think the the biggest issue for um, for Baylor, as you said, is going to be Drew matching up with Drew Timmy because he's such a great scorer. And the Baylor big guys are more rebounder, defender screen rollers, you know, guys that are going to get stick backs, drop offs, things like that. They're not throw it in the post, you know, scorers or pick and pop scorers. Uh, so when they were going against Houston, initially in the game, Houston, every, every ball screen, Houston was sending two guys to the ball and basically daring Baylor, throw it to your big guys, let them make a play. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so they brought Matthew Meyer in and, and played a little smaller where they could spread it out. That helped them. And, and also they made an adjustment of, uh, of, you know, running their ball screen action in the middle of the floor where you can eliminate help. So all of a sudden your big guy rolls to the basket and then there's a decision to make. If, if you're going to tag that and, and send a, a weak side defender, then you're going to have a shooter open at the three point line. And I thought Baylor did a really good job of that. Yeah, I, you know, I do. I do. I think Baylor, the line has come down a little bit. It was five down to four and a half. And you just wonder, uh, Jay, you played in a lot of basketball games. When you have a buzzer beater like that, you know, and you've got to come around quick turnaround in 48 hours and play, toss in the undefeated aspect, um, I, it feels like all the pressure is going to be on Gonzaga Monday night. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. It, it, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, both teams are, are right there for something they've always worked for, always dreamed of, never happened before in their sphere, in their program. Nobody within their programs have ever has ever done this before. And, uh, and that's a weighty, weighty thing. You can't help but feel it. I don't know how it's going to affect the teams. Uh, uh, you know, it, does one team get tight? I, I don't think Gonzaga is going to be too worried about the whole undefeated thing. To me, that's, uh, I, I don't think that's going to affect the way they play. Now, the stage and being this close to a championship, maybe. 
but uh, but I think it's just going to be one of those factors of which team plays better uh, mm-hmm. in that in that setting. And both of them are capable. Like both of them are capable of having great games, and both of them are capable of having having a little bit less than a great. The the one thing, Jason, that I kept saying uh, on the broadcast last night and to myself, honestly, was th- throughout the game with uh, UCLA and, and uh, Gonzaga, the quality of Gonzaga's shot attempt was better than than UCLA's throughout the whole game. Yeah, they kept getting layups, and after a while, you're kind of going, I, I don't know how much longer UCLA can keep this up. Now they kept it up the whole game. It was just who had the ball last, but, but in that, in that kind of, when that's happening, you have to favor the team that's getting easier shots over and over again. And, and Gonzaga got, he scored 56 points in the paint against UCLA. You know, Michigan didn't come close to that and nobody, nobody they played came close to that. And, uh, and I don't see how they don't do the same thing to Baylor that they've done it. They've averaged 50 points uh, uh, in the paint all year. And it's not because they've got, you know, Timmy, some Elijah one type behemoth. You know, they, they, they're the best passing and cutting team I've ever seen. And, and they play like a EuroLeague team with, the, with their movement. And they're just extraordinarily hard to guard. Where Heck, their fourth best players had a triple-double this year and was honorable mention All-America and had 22 yeah. last night. Yeah, he was really good. It, it's funny you mentioned Euro team. When I watch them, I think, geez, this is like an NBA team. It's all layups or threes. It's everything inside or jack and threes like an NBA team. And UCLA is taking much lower percentage mid-range shots. They just happen to make them at like 60% of their twos last night. Uh, do you think Baylor can hang? Now, they they are the best three-point shooting team in the country per Ken Palm. Um, so, you know, theoretically, they can give up the layups. They'll trade two for threes all night, right? Well, they got to make them, though. That's the problem. When, yes, you're given, yes. when you're giving up all those twos and and – you know, Gonzaga uh, shoots 64% as a team from two-point range. I mean, that's absurd. You know, that yeah. that's all-time great stuff. And, uh, and you know, Gonzaga's not a really good three-point shooting team. They can make threes, but they're not – it's not like, you know, like the old days with Gonzaga where they'd make 10 or 11 or something mm-hmm. like that. They're not that type of team. Uh, but Baylor is, and they're going to keep shooting them. They shoot – I think the issue is, you know, on the three-point shooting is what type of threes can – Gonzaga make Baylor take like if they're driving kick threes uh, when they're step ins that's going to be tough to deal with because they make those if uh, if you can make them take them off the dribble maybe uh, behind a screen or something like that um, then you got a chance like if you can shrink the court I, I, to me the best example of how to guard Baylor successfully they still lost but uh, Iowa State did a really good job of it because they they kind of they kind of shrunk the court a little bit and uh, and made Baylor take threes that they would would have preferred not to take not not that they can't make them but they they're not going to make as high a percentage of them through it you know in in theory um but look you know it's a championship game you know we never thought Georgetown was going to get beat I don't yeah. think uh I don't think Gonzaga is going to get beat but uh but they certainly can be beaten certainly now uh, let's say Gonzaga wins I think everybody's going to try to put their list of the greatest teams let's just stick in the modern era you know shot clock uh, that's the one I'm most comfortable with. Where, where do you think you'd put this Gonzaga team? I know it was a weird, quirky season with the bubble uh, at the NCAA tournament, but I mean, without question, they've got to be there with some of the better Coach K Duke teams, Kentucky, UNLV, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, it's kind of hard. Some of the teams that you know maybe have lost a game or two, if they go undefeated, it's going to be really hard not to start talking about them as one of the, one of the greatest teams ever. 
and not just in the shot clock era. Cause it, it's kind of funny, like, it, and I know they're different eras. I get it, but that's what we do is we talk about stuff like this. It's fun. And it's not binding. It's fun. Uh, you yeah. know, we're not, we're not putting it on parchment or, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's not that putting it in a museum. Um, but if you took this Gonzaga team and they played Indiana 1976, you know, who do you think would win? And, and, you know, I think this Gonzaga team would win. Um, yes. <laughs> but, but, but the, the Indiana 76 team has been voted upon as the greatest team ever uh, by certain outlets. And so does it, is it just that they were the last undefeated team or we had an affinity for them? Like, I, I think that some of the teams that get the the worst treatment are like uh, UCLA with Alcindor, you know, like ESPN did a thing when the pandemic started, the greatest college basketball player ever. And Michael Jordan won. I'm oh, like, hey, come look. On. hey, look, look, I'm like, look, you know, I'm not going to argue about Michael Jordan be, being the greatest player ever, everything included, but he was not the greatest college player ever. Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was, and it is not a discussion point. Like <laughs> it's not close. And, uh, and, but you know, how do you do that when, when most of the people voting weren't born yet or, or, you know, didn't study mm-hmm. the game. And uh, it's kind of hard. Like if I were Kareem, you know, I'm sure he was shaking his head going, are you kidding me? <laughs> like you're putting like Shaquille O'Neal finished ahead of him and uh, yeah. like Pete that's, Maravich, that's like one. Pete Maravich had a 500 record in college. <sighs> he never played in the NCAA tournament. And uh, and Shaq, as great as he was, w- it couldn't have couldn't have uh, scratched what what Kareem yeah. did in college. So, but but then the same thing, I think, with teams uh, is there's a recency bias and some other the other kind of bias that goes into it. Yeah, I, you you didn't even mention Christian Leitner, who you know, for my time on this planet, I don't think there's ever been a a better, more successful player in college hoops than Christian Leitner. Yeah, more successful for sure, and and he he would be uh, you know among uh, certainly on the top tier. But some people give me pushback on this. But when they when Zion Williamson was at uh, Duke, they were saying, well, you know, is Zion Williamson the greatest Duke player ever? I'm like, no. no. Um, Grant Hill was. And they're yeah. like, what about Christian Leitner? Like Grand Hill was better than Christian Leitner. And, yeah. and I don't, I don't, I don't believe it's an argument. Um, that's not to say Leitner wasn't great an all time great, but what do you do when you're talking about all time great versus all time great? And you're going to, you have yeah. to pick one. Uh, Grant was a better player. And, uh, uh, and that shows you how great Grant was. Uh, yeah. But it, it's that kind of, you know, that kind of thing with these teams, like, um, you know, do, do I think Duke 2001 would beat Gonzaga, it'd be close. I mean, they probably would. But that mm. undefeated part, if Gonzaga wins it, that undefeated part is a trump card you throw down, and then and then the undefeated team bring brings the chips toward them, I think. Yeah. I mean, even that UNLV team that, you know, the one that beat Duke and then lost to Duke was pretty much the same team. And uh, I would love to see that group against Gonzaga because that would be as an incredible matchup. I mean, that UNLV team was stacked. Jay, I do want to use Jalen Suggs to kind of dovetail into a larger issue in college hoops. So Suggs, incredible high school player in Minnesota. I was reading, uh, seeing he was a football legend, like this state of Minnesota's Mr. Basketball, Mr. Football. How does a guy like that get out of Big Ten country and end up at Gonzaga? Because is that Gonzaga- is that is. Can we say something about college hoops changing? Because, I mean, that's a seminal moment for the Gonzaga program. I mean, they haven't lost with Jalen Suggs there. Yeah, it, it's a um, it, it shows Gonzaga is is a different animal in college basketball. 
than it used to be. And it is now among the, 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 the top programs. It's not like, hey, they're a mid-major that's competing with. No, they're as good as anybody. And they're, they're as good as anybody ever, really. When you start thinking about you know the last five years specifically, Gonzaga is the first team ever to win 30 games or more in five straight years. And that includes last year with the pandemic without playing the NCAA tournament. Uh, they've made of the tournaments played, which, you know, excludes last year, they've made six straight sweet 16s. I mean, it's absurd what they've done. And, and so now, now they're not only getting uh, a better cut of player, um, they're getting top five talent and they're, they're likely to get the, the number one player in next year's class that, that goes to Gonzaga. They're going to get, they're getting top transfers. They're getting top international players. Um, because the, the players know, okay, I, I can go to Gonzaga. I get really well coached. It's a great group of people, great group of guys, great group of coaches. They're wonderful people and, and they get it on and off the floor. Uh, you can concentrate on, on school and basketball. It's a great community. And, uh, and every, every practice is going to be like an NBA practice. Um, and it, it, you can work on your game. Uh, all the players that have gone there seem to stick around there. It seems like everybody yeah. that's played for Gonzaga lives there. Um, and so, so I, they've built a great basketball community around the program and it's become incredibly attractive. Um, you know, and, and Jason, you didn't ask me this, but I'll tell you anyway, um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I've become now. I'm going to tell you what I think, whether you ask or not. But Mark Few, like years ago, I, I met Mark probably in the late 90s. And years ago, when jobs would come open, that really big jobs, I would always talk to him. I'd say, you know, you ought to think about this. And he's like, no, I'm not interested. I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I am. And, and I'm like, but Mark, you can win one there. And he's like, we can win one here. He goes, we can win it here. And he was the only one, maybe his assistants or something, but he was the only one that believed this could happen. I don't think anybody outside of his inner circle really actually believed that we would ever see anything like this. And to me, I think it's the, it may be the, the greatest success story in, in college basketball history. And especially if they pull this one off, um, you know, like you just don't see that. You're not going to see that. And, and you're not going to see it. I don't think you're going to see it. He's got more coaches at mid-majors fired than anybody. It's ridiculous. Mm. That's an itch. I hadn't heard that line. That's a good one. Um, I, I do, you know, I, I wonder if this is just cyclical because we've seen some mid-majors bubble up. VCU had a moment. Butler with Brad Stevens had a moment. But this is consistent greatness. And I wonder, are we seeing a changing of the guard, Jay? You know, UK uh, had a, Kentucky had a really down year and we're seeing the one and done stuff um, kind of, I don't know if it's go away, but given the G League and the overseas options, uh, we're seeing Indiana fire a coach. We're seeing uh, Roy Williams step down. Coach K is, I, th- I believe, 74. I, are we just seeing a little bit of a change here in college basketball? Uh, we're seeing a little bit of a shift in the way things are being done. I don't think we're seeing a shift that all of a sudden, you know, anybody can do what Gonzaga did. And that's what I mean about getting getting coaches fired. Like there are a lot of ADs and, and presidents who frankly don't have their heads screwed on straight that think they can be the next Gonzaga. And you can't. Like that was lightning in a bottle. They did everything right. It's been an extraordinary thing that they've done. But, but you're right. Like you can point to, okay, Butler did it for a while. This team did it for a while. Wichita State had it going for a while, but never like mm-hmm. 
And we're just not going to see that kind of thing. Uh, It's more likely to continue and happen at the, at the major level where you've got, you know, the brand names and all that stuff, but we're not going to see one and done go away. We're still going to have that. The issue for, for Kentucky and Duke and all that this year was they didn't get the right one and done. And, uh, you know, Cade Cunningham went to Oklahoma state where his, uh, his brother works. Um, and you had Evan Mobley go to uh, USC where his brother went to school and, and his uh, uh, I think it's his dad works, yep. you know, stuff like that. So, so, you know, they, they didn't. Tra- and then you had Jalen Suggs, as you pointed out, goes to Gonzaga and doesn't go the traditional route when they get the, the big shots and they will um, uh, that'll change again um, for that, for their fortunes. But the other thing, Jason, that, that everybody has to adjust to is, you got to you got to recruit transfers now. Yeah. The the programs that are recruiting the the transfers well are winning. And the ones that don't and are sitting around complaining about the changing landscape. It's like it's like us sitting around going, "God, I miss the rotary phone days. I'm, I don't like these cell phones." <laughs> and you know, I I preferred it when you you had a real answer machine that that had a cassette tape in it. You know, you can sit and complain all you want to, but you're going to get left behind. This is changing. Everything changes and the transfer market is a big deal. And if you're not in it, you're going to lose, period. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. And and I noticed that uh, Kentucky got the kid Grady from uh, Davidson, who, I mean, I thought he was a pro for several years now. Uh, Really good talent. And so do, do you think people will start to go away from the one and dones a little bit? And maybe we'll see more schools like this kid Chet Holmgren. I'm sure you've seen him, the seven-footer. Do you think someone just goes to his dad and says, hey, I'm going to make you an assistant coach. Can can we get your son to come here? Because, you know, we saw that with Danny Manning back in the day at Kansas. You mentioned Cade Cunningham, uh, the Mobleys. Like, are more schools going to do that to the elite one-and-done guys? They should if they want to. It's legal. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Um, you know, some people don't like it, don't care for it, whatever. And maybe some schools have anti-nepotism rules or something like that. I have no idea. But yeah, if you want, if you, if it's something that's effective in getting the player, I don't have any problem with all that stuff. Um, you know, and you mentioned Chet Holgren, uh, Holgren. I think he's, I think he's going to go to Gonzaga. <laughs> so really, yeah. Okay. So you have all these and who knows, but I mean, I mean, I, that's, yeah. that's what I, that's what I, my judgment is and what I hear. But um, when you, uh, I think when things have changed like this, you're going to have to make decisions and the decisions are going to be the same, whether you take a high school kid uh, and you think the, the player is going to be one in ton, or whether you take a transfer, whether you're taking someone you think is going to be there for two or three or four years, whatever you, I think you have to have a mix and you have to make good judgments as to who you bring in, just like you do when you're hiring assistants or whether you went, when you're hiring a coach or all that, you have to make good decisions that you just can't say, well, I'm going to go hire a former assistant. I'm going to hire someone with head coaching experience. You have to hire the right person. Uh, and those can be variables, but it has to be the right person. It's the same thing with players. It's got to be the, it's got to be the right player. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and I'm not sure it matters as much about like the one and done thing comes with a value judgment. And when you hear people say, I don't like one and done, it's funny. They like it with Jalen Suggs. <laughs> you know, nobody's talking about one and done right now, but I'll tell you what, yeah. if, if Gonzaga had lost in the regional final, you would hear all of so many of us talking heads saying there are no uh, one and dones in the final four. You can't win with them. And then you look at, at the last 10 years or 11 years since John Calipari got to, to Kentucky, who's won the most tournament games yeah. in the, in that, that amount of time in that period, time period, 11 years, Duke and Kentucky, the ones who've <laughs> had the most one and dones. So yeah. we can look at this one year and say, aha, one data point makes a trend. Ah, <laughs> but it's not. The trend is that one and done's win. It's just that, that you know, you, not everybody can have them. And, uh, and, and so if one of them goes to the, like, uh, you, have, uh, uh, you have USC uh, go, to the, uh, go to the Elite Eight, was, was that a failure of one and done? I don't think it was. They haven't been to the Elite Eight since Paul Westfall was there. Uh, <laughs> So that's not true. It's probably 2001 was the last time, but, but it's, it's that kind of thing. Like, you know, people pick and choose what, what suits their argument rather than looking at the whole thing. I guess I'll wrap up with this. We saw Indiana. um, uh, Listen, I'm not going to criticize Mike Woodson, but they wanted to keep it in the Indiana family, so to speak. And now 
we have UNC and there's a lot of chatter. Well, should, should, who should they go after? Should they have gone after Porter Moser? Should they go? Should Mark Few? Uh, should they keep it in the family? Where are you, Jay, on the whole? Let's keep it in the family. And I know every school is going to do it differently, but you've been around the sport longer than anybody. Uh, I'm curious as to your thoughts on this on this idea of keep it in the family. Well, I, first of all, do what you want because there's a lot of there, there's a lot of constituencies that go into this, you know, and there's a lot of money riding on this. Uh, so yes. you have people, you have people in the quote unquote in the family that that you want to keep on board and all that stuff. So there are a lot of variables that go into it, and I get it. the The thing that I've always uh, I've always maintained is in any job you want the right person, kind of like we were talking about before. You want the right person. Why would you close the universe off of the right people or the right person by family, you know, family only? Like if, if I was having brain surgery, I wouldn't look for the best brain surgeons in my family. I'd look for the best damn brain surgeon and not yeah. to not to you know, conflate things here. But but um, or if I'm looking for the best pilot to, to fly me in an airplane, I wouldn't go, well, you know, is Uncle Joe a good pilot or, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing that. I'd looking for the looking for the best pilot, period. Um, but there are other things that go into this stuff, but the, the family thing, one of the funny things about family is the head of the family wasn't in the family to begin with. And, <laughs> and so like, like, you know, Dean Smith wasn't, he didn't go to North Carolina. He went to Kansas and coach K didn't go to Duke. You know, he went to West point. He wasn't in the family, but he started this family and, uh, and Indiana, you know, Bob Knight didn't go to Indiana. He went to Ohio state and, uh, and, now, I don't think they're still beholden tonight, but I think Indiana fans want some wanted somebody that they felt understood the job, understood the challenge and understood them. And they've got it with Mike Woodson. He's a great coach and a great guy. They couldn't have done better as far as all those things are concerned. But if he doesn't win, they'll turn on him, too. <laughs> and they won't, yeah, care. No, they won't care about that. That's the way it goes. And I ask that because, you know, listen, we've seen Steve Kerr come out of the booth to coach Golden State. We saw Steve Nash go to Brooklyn with almost zero coaching experience. I know he was on the bench with the Warriors for a minute. Um, but listen, uh, Coach K is 74. I know there's a lot of former uh, Coach K guys in the family, Quinn Snyder, Tommy Amaker, who would probably want it. But, it, you know, at your, at, the, at your stage in this career that you've carved out for yourself, uh, would coaching ever appeal to you or, or probably not? It did years ago. Um, I got, I, I, and I had some offers to get, get into it, get back into it. But uh, I don't know at this stage of my life that something I'd be willing to do. Uh, that'd be more up to my wife than anything. It is intriguing. It is intriguing. I don't, I don't know that I'd be any yeah. good at it after all these years, but I, I think I've learned a lot um, uh, about the game, just when the broadcast side, getting, uh, being behind the scenes with all these great coaches, you're sitting in their practices and their meetings and their film sessions and all that. So I probably learned more about the game as a broadcaster than I ever did when I was actually in the game. Yeah. Uh, and I've had time to study it. It's been great, but, but I, I don't anticipate anybody picking up the yeah. phone saying, Hey, you want to coach well, Duke I, or Carolina? You know, in a CEO type role as head coach, you don't want to have to jump on a private jet and go recruit these guys every week. That's not that's not fun. Um, but private, the private jet of, sounds good. The private jet. Ah, sounds good. Come on. You, you just mentioned your wife. I know you like life and golfing and having fun. But anyways. All right. Jay Billis, ESPN analyst. Really good guy. And uh, Jay, thanks for taking the time here. Easter weekend, man. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jason. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, 
and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.